This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first... Take a listen to this other fine Opie show. On this week's Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Rick, move out of the way. Here comes a bear. German nudists. Pubic hair beer. Mm. My brush with a A-list celebrity comedian. And a snippet from our interview with voiceover guru, Debbie Derryberry. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Listen to Minutia Men on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast and Opai show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Back to You. I'm Howard Sudbury, along with Steve Baskerville. And here we go with another episode. It's scintillating. It's captivating. It's informative. It's important. This is important to the world and to America. Yeah. What we but say. what about... the? Oh, I was going to say, but what about the episode? (laughs) (laughs) When were you going to start describing that? Uh, We don't know what it's going to be yet. Although I I, I have a little bit of an idea. Um, You may know this because we've we've talked on the phone, but I did something specific recently that I haven't done in about five months. Um, It's it's you washed up every day. Well, no, <laughs> I've done that, but you know, yeah. there okay. have been days other other than other people being. I would hate to think what would happen if I left alone. If I if I lived alone, because at times, if you didn't feel like taking a shower, it'd be like, what's the point? No, we we have discussed this as well. I am totally the opposite of that. Yeah, you laugh. You laughed when I told you. I prepare each day as if uh, I'm, I, I may be going out, I may be receiving company, I may be seen by the world, even though I won't. Uh, meticulously taking a shower, meticulously wearing something different that I didn't wear the day before, um, even going as far as the spritzing on a little dash of cologne. Why, why, why would I do that? But... I have not let that part of me slip. I was talking to a, a, a friend of mine who said, uh, you know, he can't remember the last time he didn't have gym shorts on. Now, yeah. See, I, yeah. No, I don't go that far. I, I don't. Not that you, you slump into an area of um, indecency. It's not anything, not anything like that. But some people just are. Are, are, they're saying, well, why should I? And they just don't make that part of the routine anymore. Well, I think that's a good thing that, that you do that uh, because you, you have a routine and it's a, a way to stay connected with the world and where you're not just laying around in your gym shorts or your pajamas or whatever on a daily basis. So, I mean, it, it, but but here's what I want to ask it's, you. It's, What's the motivation? What's the motivation? Because, oh, it's because it's like uh, the movie Raging Bull. I'm, I'm not going to let you get me down, Ray. Hey, Ray. I'm not. I, that's the way I am. I'm, I'm like that with the virus. So I'm not going to let you get me down. You can get me down. Hey, COVID. Hey, COVID. You can get me down, COVID. Hey, you're doing it. This is great. You're doing a couple lines, uh, a little bit from a movie. Uh, you remember on our last <laughs> podcast, uh, I 
ended uh, I started out uh, reciting some lyrics from a fav- famous song, and then you did a couple, and then you asked me at one point, you said, hey, is it legal for us to read lyrics or recite lyrics? Yeah. And I said, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 as long as you don't do the melody. Wrong. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, it is? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I yeah. didn't know that. Can't do the lyrics either. So did you pay the bill for the for the lyrics? No, we there's an invoice coming. Our our back to, <laughs> our, uh, our back to you attorney is talking to their people. Uh, uh, wow! Make sure they have the right address. Yours. <laughs> well, they have our business address. I didn't know that there was uh, legality involved, even in just reciting lyrics. Yeah, I didn't either, or I wouldn't have done it. But so is it the same apply to movies? You're going to get another invoice because of movie. I'll find out. <laughs> wow. I'll find out. Sort of limiting. Sort of limiting because in 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 a lot of folks' minds, lyrics come uh, to the forefront. They do. Lyrics. They're they do. such a songs and movies are such an important part of our lives. They that are. You can't help but quote things at certain times. They are. I mean. Uh, uh, a lyric from a song, obviously, is something that uh, people use in everyday language, everyday speech. You you bring stuff up like that all the time. So the now, if I was to say to you right now, I can't get no satisfaction. Am I in trouble right now? I think you'd be okay. I think you'd be I've, okay. I've because- tried. I mean, I've tried, and I really have tried, but I can't get that. <laughs> yeah, because that is also a, an uh, an expression. Okay. You know what I mean? It could be something yeah. that you could use in everyday language. Yeah, well, so is waking up and getting out of bed and dragging a comb across your head. Well, <laughs> here you go. Man. Uh, no, man. I, what? I, Why do you just, keep going? You're getting us in deep. I'm just talking. Uh, I never said that was associated with anything. There's a, I've got all these buttons and stuff, and I got something flashing red. I wonder if that oh, means boy. I'm... Maybe well, it's another warning for lyrics. <laughs> that's when the that's when the light went red when you started doing the lyrics again. Now let me let me jump right into something because it's been on my mind and I'm curious about how everything turned out. Every weekend for us will bring challenges that the prior weekend didn't necessarily have. And for you, you were uh, dealing with people over your weekend, and I was dealing with an animal through the weekend. But I want to I want to know how your experience uh, dealing with people in a certain situation turned right. out. Right. Well, first of all, yeah, you're you jumping the gun because what I said earlier uh, will lead into that. Uh, oh, when really? I asked, well, what do you have? What do you have? A rundown. <laughs> <laughs> obviously not <laughs> can you tell oh, i have a rundown in my mind excuse me excuse i have a rundown me. in my mind well let's no. get back to your mind's rundown when i said when i asked you when i said that i had done something that i hadn't done in several months it kind of yeah, it kind of leads into that i thought we cleared up clear that up you you washed up no and you put on different clothes that's what you threw out there there the second part i put on I wore pants. I oh. wore pants. Now, not that I, and I'm not now. No, it's back to business as usual. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm yeah. wearing. I wore. <laughs> I wore like dress pants, 
and a <laughs> yes. and a polo shirt or a casual short sleeve <laughs> shirt to what you yeah. were talking about this yes. this dealings with people. But since March, I haven't worn anything except gym trunks or shorts or golf shirts or t-shirts mm. or tennis shoes. I haven't had on any, you know, dress pants, anything that, uh, you know, that I would have normally worn to work or you might wear, you know, if you're going out to dinner at a nicer restaurant or anything like that. And I certainly have. Yeah. You do it on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah. N- not not dress pants and But shorts mainly. Polo but shirts. You're probably talking. Yeah. Now, now, I've played golf. And when I play golf, I wear, you know, nicer golf shorts. And I, I've had those on, but... Uh, Did it feel awkward to put those clothes back on? Yeah. It, but, yeah, it felt awkward, but it also felt kind of good because I had a purpose and I had somewhere to go. But that mm-hmm. gets to the other part of the story is that what I was dealing with is that I had a lot of trepidation about going. Yes. Uh, not not because of the occasion. What right. it was, my nephew, uh, who we're very close to, my wife's sister's son... Yeah. And he's very close to my kids, uh, their cousins. And, and I've met him. I've yeah. met him. Yeah. In nice, fact. Nice guy. Uh, he is a nice guy. In fact, he yep. rode downtown with us to. When we used we, to do these the normal way. What do you mean? If there is you, such a thing. What do you mean by when normal? We, when we, he went with us down <laughs> to record one of these shows. Is there anything normal about this? Uh, no, that's why I said when we did things the normal way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so you have met him, and um, he's in his late 30s, and he, he never thought he was going to get married. Uh, he, he kept talking about, he, he's, he's a funny guy, and he'd say, <laughs> you know, I'm going to die alone. I'm never going to meet anybody. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he finally did, and his wedding was this weekend, but during you know why you know why he you know why he got married i'll tell you why okay because he he succumbed to the pressure because they finally got to him the people who were saying why should you be happy (laughs) (laughs) yes get married get married that's a terrible thing to throw out there because people are going to think that i think marriage leads to unhappiness but it doesn't because it's a wonderful occasion and a wonderful life uh, that you're building, and you wanted to be a part of it on his wedding day. We definitely did. There's no yes. question about that. But, but uh, you know, you just said something. You, you said it leads to happiness. Not in every case. In our case, we've been married for a long time, and I guess that means it's worked out, kind of. My <laughs> wife may say something different. Wait, oh, but oh you see that? Wait, oh, did you, see, did you just see that? Did you see it? No. You didn't see it? I was looking down. Well, I was looking down, but I'm not going in that rabbit hole. <laughs> I stepped around it. Yeah. No, I did. I, 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 gra- I grabbed you before you went down a rabbit hole. So let's come back out and let's deal with the wedding day. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I see you were what? about to slide. You were the rabbit hole. You were about to slide in. Oh, about uh, the marriage. Yeah. So let's go back to his about, day. About my marriage. Let's go back to his day. Too much me. <laughs> it always comes back to me why is let's that? go back We're all that way anyway anyway yes. so they had the wedding yeah. planned at a, a farm in indiana and you know a beautiful piece of property rural 
They're going to do it outdoors, obviously. They had a big tent. And, uh, you know, it was really cool. The, the, the day ended up being a beautiful weather day. But my concern and the people in my family going with me, my wife and my son, our concern was is that people there might not be wearing masks and they mm-hmm. might come right up and get in your face and start mm-hmm. talking and all this. And that even though you're outdoors, you'd have a level of exposure that I haven't had. And maybe hey, maybe we're being overly cautious. That's what some people would say. But I was nervous about it. And obviously, under normal circumstances, I would have looked forward to it. And we'd have been there with bells on and had a great time. But as it turns out, so you were out, what you're saying. You were scared all the way there. Yes. yes okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you in. roll. Let's let's take it step by step. Yes. You roll up in your car, and you glance and you see the scene. Did you immediately feel anything? Did you feel better? Did you feel worse? Did you feel anything when you looked and saw the setting? Well, when we drove up and parked the car, I immediately thought it was a beautiful setting because the property was spectacular. I mean, trees and a nice yard, an old farmhouse, a farm field out in back of it. They had a tent set up. And then when we saw, I only knew about five or six people at the wedding. But then Mm. when we saw, you know, our family, they, they had masks on and, you know, everybody you know, respected your distance. And, and how many in total did there seem to be? Uh, it wasn't that big. There were probably 50 or 60 people. And that made you feel even better, probably. Yeah, it did. It did. Okay. So the bottom line is, is it, it's like anything with me is that my buildup, I'm jumpy and nervous about almost anything that I do. And so I had built it up on my mind that, uh, you know, it's going to be this or that or you know i'm going to be uncomfortable when i was there and it couldn't have been further from the truth i felt fine about it we had a we had a really good time okay did you ever run into someone wanting to hug you <laughs> no that did doesn't you, happen no, or, very often <laughs> no normally like my no, wife or, or someone or coming up or, yeah did someone want to come and instinctively want to give a kiss on the cheek to someone. We're, we're, did that, that had to have been the next step along the way that concerned you. Yeah, well, when we walked up, uh, first of all, and saw my nephew and his fiance. Yeah. Uh, he, he said, hey, hey, said, you know, hey, thank you so much for coming. I know you were nervous about it. And he said, I don't know if you want to give me a hug or a handshake or anything. You don't have to. I mean, normally. Or maybe, or maybe a check. <laughs> we had already said that. Yeah. Okay, okay. We had already sent that. You can do that yeah. the fancy sure. way now on the knot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you sure just you send can. it electronically. Bing, yeah. and it's gone. Yeah. But it always feels better when you get that check in your hand. Yeah. You know what? Then it doesn't matter if you come or not. You know, right. We wanted you to be here, but I wanted that check. Uh, but, so. so he, you know, he said, you know, normally you might have given him a hug or some of them, but I mean, it, it wasn't necessary. We were there, and it was it was nice. It was very nice. It was a beautiful wedding, and um, it's too bad that it wasn't completely normal circumstances, or it would have been, course. you know, a little bit different. But yeah. um, you know, 
Uh, so how I much time? Use, how I much time did the words? But it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's simpleton. Where where have I heard that? Oh. Uh, uh, how much time in total did you spend there? We spent. We were there longer than we thought we were going to be. Um, we were probably the the ceremony was was really nice. It was probably a half hour maybe, and um, we probably stayed an hour after that. Now, was there any dancing? Yeah, there was. Okay. Now, did you do any dancing? No. Uh, I stuck around. We stuck around because we, we drove. So it was like a three-and-a-half-hour drive, and we were coming back. So, yeah. you know, that's seven hours in the car. and Which which prohibits dancing. Um, well, it... <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, that's it, a real old man-ish thing to say. Well, it prohibits... I can't, I can't do any dancing because i got to drive. Okay, I see. Um, but we did stay... He suggested that we stay for his dance, the first dance with his oh, wife. Oh, yes. Because nice. he had worked out like you did with your daughter at, at her wedding. He had done a little choreographed one. And yes. he was uncomfortable with it because he doesn't like to dance. And he said, I didn't yeah. want to do any kind of slow dance. He said, I don't know yeah. what to do during that. So yeah. they did the little bit from Pulp Fiction, like mm. John Travolta and... Um, What's her name? Who? I, that tall Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. That's yeah. right. Uma Thurman. I shouldn't have said that tall, but she always seems tall to me. When no, I and you shouldn't have said her name her because actors. you can't. You, if, if so you can't say movie, names either. You can't say, <laughs> well, you've already named the movie. You can't say names. Do you yeah. want to know something? Uh, this, what's that? This would be shocking to you, probably in the shocking category. What is it? I have never seen Pulp Fiction mm. in its entirety. Mm. I've only seen bits like that one. Um, I've only seen parts of it. And that hasn't encouraged you to see the whole film? Oh, I want to see the whole film. It's just that until this time in my life, um, when I'm not doing as much, I was so busy we're going to work right. every day that I just didn't. Yeah. Uh, you know, and right, and, and, and right now you're, you're so busy, you, you, you want to wait for the next pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> so then you'll have more time. I hope we yeah. don't see another one in our lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this one is bad enough. I want to go through a day where I don't mention the word pandemic. I don't no. think of the word pandemic or COVID that I don't turn on the TV and hear the statistics about it. But it's impossible to stay away from it. I mean, if you're yeah. going to turn CNN on, that's the COVID news network. I mean, that's all they're going to do on there. Sure, you can start or start your day in the morning early with Morning Joe on MSNBC. Yeah, and get and get frightened with a good start. <laughs> you can, but you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I mean, what are they going to talk about? What are we going to think yeah. about? I mean, it's such a it's such a predominant part of our lives now mm. that it's hard to escape it, but you need an escape once in a while. Now, can I do something, Johnny Ramble? Let me just quickly tell you what I was dealing with because I can already see that as dust in the wind it's gone but i know. i but I, I remembered that i have to tell you this you're dealing with people lots of people uh at an event i'm dealing with one animal consuming my consuming my time all weekend long 
uh, there are nights, not every night, but frequently where I would see a skunk sashay across my yard. I've been dealing with this for, I don't know, two years now where in the summer I would see skunks sashaying by. And I just said, enough is enough. I got to find out if they're living anywhere on my property. So I call the uh, wildlife man up on, and he comes out on Saturday. While you were at the wedding, I'm standing in a yard with a wildlife with man. A skunk on, man. With, with a skunk man. With a vest on, uh, with, a, <laughs> with a bucket in his hand. <laughs> with, a, with a bucket and a, and a net and a gate on the top of it. Uh, and he said to me, well, uh, and he looked at the shed, because I think it's a shed that we have in the backyard that's got to be the living quarters. And he looks around, and he's not sure. Uh, he didn't seem to do a whole lot of investigating, but he, he had his trap ready, and he put the trap down with the bait in it. And he said, uh, just by 8 a.m. the next morning, check it out, and if there's something in there, call us, and we'll come out. Of course, I had to worry from that point on through the night, checking it every hour like I'm waiting for a baby's arrival. I'm yeah, looking and looking, right. looking at the looking at the trap, looking at the trap. Finally, go to sleep Saturday night, and bounce up in the morning. And like as soon as the sun is up, I'm looking out the window at the trap. Then I go and ease toward it, and I get closer and closer and closer to the trap. And I see there's nothing in the trap, but the gate is down on it. Huh. The actual the, the 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 gate's down, but no animal. And that that did that just angered me, thinking that what is this? It's just a, I'm going to have to spend the next seven nights looking at a trap. So I called them immediately and said, "I hate to tell you this, but it didn't work. The trap's down, but there's no animal in it." So they come out the next day on Sunday, and another guy, but this guy had more of a a mountainous. Uh, this is what my passion is. Look, and yeah. I knew I had the right guy. Yeah. And he had his flashlight out and he's on the ground and he's looking under the shed and really looking and searching and found no evidence of any skunks that could be living there uh, animal free. And that was a big relief. And he tells me, you have a drifter. <laughs> <laughs> a drifter. I've been dealing with the drifter for two uh, years where they're just drifting through the neighborhood. But right. I happen to see him when I'm out at night. So he takes the trap away. No more trap here. We put bricks up around the bottom of the fence because it looks like that's where it could burrow to, to make it into my yard. Yeah. So yeah. Sunday night, Monday night, I'm skunk free and I'm feeling good. So time will tell if the drifter comes back. But I don't think there's any way the drifter can make it back into the yard anymore. So I feel very much at ease now. Because knowing that the bottom line is I didn't want an animal living with me. No, no. So, uh, so as he's not living there. So whatever drifts through the yard can drift through the yard. So now I'm a little more at ease about going outside when the sun sets. Well, I've heard about people getting like squirrels in their attic or you know, yeah. raccoons that are addicts yes. or something like yeah. that. Or yeah. um, we uh, we have a sunroom built on the back of our house, and underneath it, some animals got in there, and we had to get a squirrel man or a, a skunk a skunk man <laughs> yes. to come yeah. out, yeah, and uh, like bear grills, and um, 
you know, they solved the problem, though. And they did. They did. Yes. To you feel such relief. A thousand thousand dollars later, it was all. They were sure, all gone. Sure. Yeah. I know people who have been so persistent that they've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars just trapping things that come through the yard. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, it's just, expensive, but yeah, I I wasn't going to go that far. I just wanted to know. He wasn't living here, so. I guess I can live with whatever wanders through. With a drifter. <laughs> with the drifter. What if you have a neighbor through? a neighbor that's a drifter? Well, I don't drifts by your house. Just catch him and give him to the man and let him release him somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just hope <laughs> release, he doesn't release him out in the woods and I'd feel good. Yeah. Now, I I actually uh, have been reading and listening to, like everybody else to COVID related news and here we go again. I, found, I just told you I wanted to get away from it. No, but I found an, a very interesting article to me that had to do with the COVID that we're, this influenza, this pandemic that we're experiencing and the influenza of 1918. Okay. hundred years ago. Yeah. And there's some really eerie similarities or interesting ones. That, pan, that pandemic of 1918 started in March of that year okay one of the hardest hit areas pretty quickly was california uh schools bars restaurants all were closed in 1918 because of the seriousness and the growth and the spread of this virus what do you think the number one obstacle or challenge was in trying to overcome the that pandemic of a hundred years ago I'm what do you think? bet that it was to get everybody to wear a mask. Yes, yes. Health officials and inspectors had to beg people to put a mask on. They, uh, a lot of folks knew the need of wearing it. Many did not, and that was a constant struggle. And the masks were really unsophisticated, like gauze or cheesecloth yeah. or something, yeah. and you just tape it on your face. Didn't take much to put on just something on to shield your nose and mouth and people would not do it. And they called the mask slackers, <laughs> which was, which was interesting. And, uh, and they called the masks. They know what to call them. They called them muzzles, germ shields and dirt traps. <laughs> but they, that's just the way they described. Just put something on. It got so bad. You know what, what, what the remedy uh, actually was in many cases they had to go so far as to fine people or to even arrest them and jail folks for a few days to convince them to wear a mask but it was a it's a hundred year old problem same situation i'm not wearing a mask because i'm not giving up my freedom and my right your freedom. to get sick yeah. your right to get sick but, I mean, but, it, but isn't that interesting that there's nothing new about the struggles to get people to wear masks. Some guy named Theodore Sudbury <laughs> ba back in August, August of 1918 was with his wife and son in, in their uh, Model T Ford. Worried about going to a wedding. <laughs> because... Because he 
was worried that he'd run into a lot of folks that didn't have masks on. Same situation, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, isn't that just odd yeah. how human behavior and reaction to something as simple as wearing a mask is certainly nothing new. Well, you mentioned that people, you know, were talking about, hey, you're taking away my freedom. I don't want to wear a yes. mask. Yes. Uh, and and the point of it is, what that a lot of people don't get is that you don't want to get it. You don't want to give it to anybody else if you happen to be infected. Sure. That's that's the respect level. Yeah. So I mean I don't I don't get it. It's so easy to slap that thing over your face for the second that you're walking through the ten minutes through the grocery store. But anyway, it's an old story. Um, how did it go away? Uh, have you done any research? How did the Spanish flu go away? <laughs> well, I have to let you know that I, I, I'm not working on a thesis or a midterm. <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to tell so, a mask story, and you sure because and, and I, I have the an article was to use the name Theodore Sudbury. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but there's truth to that. the 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 article is related to masks being nothing new in terms of trying to convince folks. Yeah, well, so I, I really don't know how it ended. But along those lines. Ended. Though, if you th if you think about it, medical technology obviously changes year by year now by leaps and bounds. It gets better. But a hundred well, years ago, they didn't. Well, have the other similarity this. Well, the other similarity, too, though, is that it, the thing did not end in 1918. Right. It extended into 1919. It looks like we're extending into 2021. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, so uh, but, unfortunately, it's not anything that was overcome within a year's time. But my point on the medical technology and the, you know, the medical, the science of it back then, yeah. that they still knew back then that if you slapped some kind of a covering over your face, your mouth and your nose, that it was going to give you a level of protection and protection to everybody else, that it was a way to mitigate the thing. So even way back then, they knew yeah, that sure. that was a good way, you know, to, to tamp the thing down. Yes. Years before that, like in the late 1800s, um, Jesse James always wore a mask. Yeah, well, he uh, he was uh, protecting his freedom <laughs> <laughs> to roam to roam from bank to bank. He he was the mascot. He was. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, talk to you a little. We're going to stay on this animal theme. Uh, in a few minutes, uh, because I have to ask you about a uh, television choice that you've made that is animal related. And you know when we're going to do that? We're probably not going to do it right now. No, we're going to do it when we come back. Is that in your rundown? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's in my official yeah. back to you yeah. rundown. Wow, man, you got it all. Got it all. We'll be right back. Hey guys, brand new and friends this week, and guess what we got this week? Buzzers. Yeah, baby. But you know what's gonna happen this week? Definitely not gonna be a mess. Ha ha! Gonna be a real buzz of a time. Buzzers. It's gonna be all this and more on New and Friends on Spotify opishows.com or wherever you find podcasts just search for Radio Misfits 
<laughs> on this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. We interview Dave Koenig, who is an actor, yep. a writer, a podcaster. You've seen him in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, The Blacklist, great stuff. Listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. Wow. Look at it, I just Steve. took another swig of yeah. uh, this juice here. This is that sparkling ice. Wow. With zero sugar in it. Yeah, but it's wow. got something else. Yeah, it does. You know, it's it, got some other stuff to make it uh, appealing. Yeah. You dropped wow. a little vodka in it. I've got lined up for us <laughs> on a future podcast, you know, a guy... That's got a company to where he's a he's a mixologist and a bartender. So we're going to do a little bartending on our show and give give some people some tips on, you know, yeah. stirring up some home cocktails. So that'll be a lot of fun. So when you have that, when you take that swig next time, it's going to be for real. Well, you know, the the sale of weed and the sale of liquor, I'm sure, increased by bounds. Oh, weed is way way up. It's it's off the charts right now. They're they're knocking down a lot of money on that. Um, anyway, hang on a second. I got to click something on the computer. Oh, I want to talk to you about. There's an animal show that you watch that you've been <laughs> dying to get me to. You got to watch this. You got to watch this. I watch hours of it. I watch hours of it. It's no, so compelling. You're exaggerating. You're exaggerating. I, I can't already. get enough of it. <laughs> I I that part's true. Uh, but the other part is that it is not a show. It's not a show. Have you seen it, first of all? No, I haven't yet. Oh, wow, what does it take? Oh, you're going to wait till, oh, I know what you're going to do. You're going to get some <laughs> popcorn, a big bucket of popcorn, and whatever juices that you drink, and watch Pulp Fiction, and then that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch Pulp Fiction, and then I'm going to go right into YouTube TV and watch... No, look, I just bounce around on YouTube because you can just get sent in all different directions talking about rabbit holes with YouTube. And so I landed, I don't know what took me there, but I landed on this guy called the Raccoon Whisperer. How? <laughs> and it's nothing. How did you I don't land know. on that? Maybe I was looking at something uh, animal. I think I probably was looking at how to catch skunks or something like that. Uh-huh. And was looking and doing some skunk research. And landed, boom, check out the raccoon whisperer. And that just sounded interesting. So I pop it on. And it's nothing but this guy in Canada, in some small town in Canada, who's got, I'd say he's uh, probably in his 60s, uh, heavyset man with uh, a bucket of hot dogs. And I, as soon as I saw that, I thought, that's Okay, that'll keep me a little longer. What's this man doing with a bucket of hot dogs? Um, <laughs> and so he's out on his back deck. He's got a deck and a table and a couple chairs on the deck. And uh, suddenly, and this is at night, nighttime, and he's saying stuff like, where are you? Where, oh, here comes Buddy. And here's a, and a raccoon comes up the stairs, and he hands the raccoon a hot dog, like a little mini hot dog. Next thing you know, there's three. There are four. There are five. There are like a dozen raccoons, and they're all up on his shoulder, 
and they're just really all over. And he's handing them all buckets of hot dogs, and a, and apparently, that's routine for him and them now every night, where they, they they know that he's gonna come out with his bucket of food, and that's the place to go. And I just was shocked at how at ease, first of all, he is with animals that I'd be calling all sorts of white wildlife men out to the house. <laughs> if yes. I just saw, if I saw sure. a little buddy, if I saw a little buddy in the distance <laughs> and he's got little buddy up on the deck, feeding them hot dogs. It started with him. I, uh, one night, I guess a year or two ago, accidentally feeding a raccoon or leaving something on the porch and a raccoon ate it. And now every night, uh, and it's just, I don't know, he puts the camera up and he just records for a half hour. I don't watch the whole half hour of, of raccoons eating hot dogs, but it. I keep going back routinely because I'm waiting for the night that they jump him <laughs> and it's just nothing but raccoons in a bucket of hot dogs. It, it's it, That night is it's not. It's not going to end well. They always warn you about not being friendly and encouraging wildlife like right. that. Right. They're wild animals. But here's what's going to happen is he thinks that, hey, little buddy, how you doing? He thinks that he's buddies with them. And one night he's going to come out just to with his uh, banjo to sing music with them and just hang on the deck. And yeah. he's not going to bring the hot dogs. That's now, when I, it's not going to end well. <laughs> I'm not wishing I'm not wishing any ill harm to this man. I'm really not. No, because but it, if it happens I don't want to see anything like that. If it, happens, if it happens, happens, you want to see it. <laughs> yeah, That's you're the why one you're watching. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're the one who said it is what it is. It is what it is. But look, uh one night he had um, a bear. He did not go out of the house. He looked out the window. Uh-huh. And a natural-born bear was on the deck that wow. I had to somehow shoo away. No raccoons in sight. <laughs> yeah. But the, but see what it's leading to. It's leading to danger. Sure. Now, where where is he? Was he in some, Alaska or? No, someplace in Canada. Thanks for listening oh, Canada. closely, closely okay. to what I was saying. <laughs> I missed that part. Uh, some, some town in Canada. I where, missed that part. Uh, I was looking at the yeah. rundown. <laughs> uh, when you when you said that, well, do you yeah. do you remember that bear that bear whisperer that bear guy? He was a bear photographer or something, and he was yeah. he was like embedded with them up in Alaska and, and yeah. hanging out, and they knew him and he knew them, and that one didn't end well, no, because uh, it it doesn't matter, you know, what your familiarity is. I I don't understand these people that have wild animals in their homes you know what looks like an adorable uh, little animal and uh, it's been kind of uh, you know been in movies and tv and everything to where they look like they're great friends and those are chimpanzees and chimps when they turn on their owner man it is ugly they they go sure. for your face sure I well, I've Your seen groin. stories about. I've seen uh, uh, stories about folks who will have an alligator in the house. Yeah, why? And thinking they're so slow and hardly moving, but when they decide it's time for you to go, they're going to get you. <laughs> yeah, 
Now, um, I'm fascinated by that, even though I have such a fear of anything that's not on a leash. I'm still fascinated enough to want to see these stories and look at the oddities that come out. Oh, of, yeah. On YouTube, you oh, are. But, really... you know, I'm not a wildlife or an alligator expert, but I've read before that, you know, alligators and crocodiles are extremely quick. Yeah, they, they, they are. And for like for like 40 yards, 30 yards, yes. they are really, they can, you can't outrun them. So they say, if you wind up, you specifically, Steve Baskerville, wind up on a golf course in Florida with one and it starts chasing you, you're supposed to run, you know, zigzag, how? Zigzag. zigzag. Yeah, yeah, because they're not real uh, good at changing directions. Yeah, I've read up on all the rules for getting away yeah. from stuff. But don't fall. <laughs> no, no, don't fall. I there was a friend of mine as a kid whose father was a science teacher, and uh, in this kid's room, he would have tarantulas and snakes. Oh, and uh, that's what I, I always and and on occasion you'd go over the house and he'd say something like, "Oh, little Skippy is missing." And you say, well, which one is Skippy? <laughs> oh, he's, Skippy is the snake. And what do you mean Skippy missing. is missing? And I could not comfortably sit in that house any longer than no. after hearing that. And I was going to ask you what kind of a snake it was, but it doesn't matter. No, I wouldn't be comfortable. Doesn't. No, no, no. It was a pretty good sized snake, and I don't know how dangerous it was, but. It could be harmless, but if it's big, I'm afraid of it. Yeah, well, there are people that, uh, you know, raise pythons and, and yeah. boa constrictors and, yes. you know, have them in cages. And why are they? I, I, it's beyond me. And you want, and they don't have the name constrictor for no reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. You know, the most dangerous thing that I've ever done, animal related, I'm thinking about episodes that I may have had. I once had to go to the Lincoln Park Zoo, I believe it was. It wasn't Brookfield. I think it was Lincoln Park. And uh, they were going to pull a tiger's tooth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they either had to pull it or fill it or they did something. The, the tiger was, somehow they realized that the angry, uh, edgy tiger's problem was his tooth. Oh. And so I gathered around. There were other reporters there, and it was okay. We're going to uh, we're going to start at ten thirty a.m. and it might have been ten o'clock then. And everybody's getting ready and getting in position. And the operating surgeon looks around at all of us and says, "All right, ten thirty means ten thirty, and we have until ten forty-five. Right? Okay, because when Little Skippy here wakes up. He's going to be the meanest, most pissed off <laughs> tiger. Tigers are already pissed off. This will be the most pissed off tiger. When they, but they, but I saw how they 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 got him in a sedated state. You know, they had to shoot him with this tranquilizer. Yeah, and and animals know right away when you're going to do something that is not going to be beneficial to me when it enters my body. <laughs> And this thing was, was scampering around the, the inside of the cage and ducking and dodging like he knew what was about to happen. I don't know, maybe it had a tooth pulled before. 
but he was he knew something is going to happen and they boom they shoot him okay let's start and they get him on the uh that could you be have a little skippy calling now no no you know what it is i uh what it's your lawyer about those lyrics yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so wait a minute. So they get him and they put him on a gurney and they, and they bring him out to where he, this has to be done. And, and there's no messing around. This guy is working in the mouth and there, you know, the guy, it looked like an operating room in a hospital and, uh, it's all over. Okay, let's go get, get him back, get him back, get him back. And I was a wreck there just witnessing that. And they wheel him back into the area. I didn't see him wake up, but when he woke up, I knew there was hell to pay. <laughs> Well, the most important thing there, I, I've seen those surgeries, is that, that they're always looking at that stopwatch. Sure. Because they know, all hey, right, 15 you minutes, two minutes. 15 minutes. You yes. Got, you got a minute and a half. Yes. yes. Because this MF is going to wake up, like you said. I don't, the I've never mood. been times. And tigers and, and are I, never in a good mood. I, no. And I, there's been a time, I think, uh, when I've had a snake around my neck on some simple show. Um, a morning show where anything for guy come in yeah yeah isn't that stupid and they and they put in it and i i can still almost feel that feeling of that power. huge snake around yeah around my shoulders and the power because uh, but, I, with a constrictor as you said <laughs> that that name <laughs> man yes that doesn't scare you nothing does when one's yeah. called a constrictor but but um, see you they, shouldn't be that afraid of animals because you grew up around horses right i mean uh, from more often, certainly than I would, <laughs> being in the presence of a horse. Act like I was born out on the range. <laughs> <laughs> you you, you were. Theodore Sudbury. But you've uh, been around horses, I was around right? horses, but you know, yeah, I was. I mean, my dad was a thoroughbred trainer, and I had ponies and what have you, but I still had and have a healthy fear of horses. Like, you know, trainers that work on horses, they'll get down on their hands and knees around their back legs and, yeah. you know, work on their legs and what have you. And, um, man, I was always taught, you know, you don't walk behind a horse. Now, and I was also, oh, you don't you No. Know, are there certain places where you should stand? For oh, yeah. Like, now, yeah. if I'm up near a horse, where should I stand? Uh, you stand on their left side. Um, uh, on the left, left side. rear or left. Uh, no, don't get near the rear, but, oh. but Period. Stand Don't. on the left side because okay. All right. when they're going to kick, and they will, they can kick like crazy, but yeah. they wheel the other direction. Okay. So if you see anybody that walks horses, they will have the uh, they will have the shank. It's called, which is like yeah. a leash for a horse. They'll have yeah. that, and they'll be walking on the horse's left side. Oh, always. okay. So always. And then you left don't want to stand out on the other side because the horse will they will wheel with their rear end the other direction and start kicking. Have you ever saddled a horse? Um, not by myself. I haven't. No. Okay. Is I, there a lot of danger in that? Uh, hey, with with race horses, with thoroughbred race horses, there's danger in everything around them because they are extremely high strung individuals they are really jumpy they're they're athletes and when a horse is getting ready to go exercise or to race they've got adrenaline flowing through their body they're ready they know it's showtime it's ready to compete so have you ever have you ever kissed a horse i've yeah. seen people yeah. kiss horses yeah i've yeah. kissed a horse on the uh 
on that little flat part up above their lip. And, and I fed no, them. And, and you you didn't feel in danger doing that? No, because you can tell their nature. I mean, there are some, even racehorses, there are some that are gentle as can be. Um, but you can feed them peppermints. They love peppermints. Hmm. Uh, they love, most of them love carrots. You can feed yeah. them. You could have a little kid. You know, you take your hand with a peppermint. And you put it in the in the palm of your hand, and you flatten your hand as much as you can, and you just put it up there to their mouth, and they just kind of nuzzle it up with their with their lips. I've seen you eat candy like that <laughs> <laughs> out of your hand. <laughs> yes, no wonder that's where you got that. Now, I can I tell you about the one and only time I've ever been on a horse. Yes, I'd love to I, hear actually, that. Actually, I I'd love to see that. <laughs> I was in Arizona with my family, and the kids were young, and uh, just we're all feeling adventurous. And we went on one of these, you know, come to this ranch, and you get on a horse, and you go out and to the territory away from town, and it's the scenery, and just on horseback, it's beautiful. And so I get on a horse like the rest of the family, and there are two or three other families there, too. So I don't know, there might have been about 10 of us maybe. And you had uh, the leader, the, the, it was a, uh, the man who was going to be the trail leader. Tex. He's in front. Uh, I, I think his name was Skippy too. <laughs> <laughs> all, my, all my stories today have people named Skippy in them. Well, anyway, Skippy was an older grizzled guy that I trusted instantly because he had that look of just, uh, you know, I know where I'm going and I know how to deal with horses and all of that. For some reason, my horse becomes the lead horse of all the families. And I'm the one right behind Skippy. And we're all doom, ba doom, ba doom, ba doom. And we're all slowly walking through this trail and it's a slow and it's peaceful and it's boom, kaboom. And then, he gets a little bit of a trot. He said, don't be afraid to trot a little bit and give him a little kick with your leg. And then so we're all sort of not real fast, but it comes up. And suddenly my horse gets up right beside Skippy and his horse. And we're, you know, and he says to me with a worried look, don't, don't, don't get ahead of me. And I said, why? And he said, because. If we come up on some water, that horse is going to stop instantly and you'll go flying. And I said, okay, well, well, thanks for laying that on me because now this experience is fearful. Nobody else is afraid now but me, you know, whispering awful things that could happen just to me. And so it ruined the whole thing. And, we're, and so we slow down to a little walk. And sure enough, we came across this little puddle or something. Boom! These horses stopped. I didn't know what is that something that happens? Oh yeah, where they can. You know, if stopped you're, on a dime. Just yes, stopped. they can put the brakes on. Um, I took one <laughs> yes. one time. You know, they are trained. They're trail horses. They go on that trail, and yeah. if you notice when they really start trotting, and maybe even break into a little gallop, is when they spot. Yeah that they're in the home stretch and they're going back to the barn because oh, yeah. it's time to eat. Yeah. But yeah. I took one one time and I wasn't right behind the trail leader, uh, Skippy. They're all yeah. called Skippy. Yes. 
Skippy's um, a universal name. It is. But uh, we so we were riding along. I think it was out west somewhere, and I one of our one of the one of our colleagues uh, that we're very fond of. Actually, his nickname was Skippy. You remember yes, that was sure Walter yeah. Jacobson. Yes, yeah, okay. great broadcaster. Yeah, I don't know but, where that came from. Well, I'll find out. But anyway, uh, because he was a trail leader, I don't. <laughs> he was. <laughs> he was a. Kid. I think it could have been Walter ahead of me that day. <laughs> that he was. It might have been. It might have been. Uh, but All anyway, right, so, I'm riding along. And I decided, uh, like an idiot, to get a little bit off the trail and, and kind of mm. ad lib and, and yeah. plot my own course and try and get mine to, because uh, it looks easy. You watch all these, you know, westerns and you watch people ride these horses. And I wanted to let mine rip a little bit and get moving. Well, we were trotting along and the horse then knows where the trail is and just all of a sudden threw its front legs out locked mm. him up stopped yeah and i almost mm. went over the head and it mm. made a left turn and went back and got in line so when they want to stop when it's time to stop they stop but i'll tell you one one time out west i was uh riding with my uh, daughter and i was right behind skippy as well in the number two slot mm. and we're riding along in the brush it was in arizona outside of tucson Yes. And it was beautiful scenery, and we're enjoying it. The horses are behaving very well. And Skippy throws his right hand up. Ho, mm. ho. Yeah, yeah. So we all stop. And he doesn't say anything. He just keeps that right hand in the air. And I didn't know what the hell was going on. And he looks not nervous, but, you know, he's, you know, taking care of us. And then he drops his hand, and he turns around, and he says, there's a rattlesnake. Just off go. the side of the trail. <laughs> and rattlesnakes will make horses go absolutely crazy. Wow. They will make them go yeah. crazy. Mm. So he then determined that it was uh, safe. He said, okay, come on, let's go. And he then pointed it out to us. He said, right there by that cactus. And I, I saw it over there off to the, off to the side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that, that put a, you know, a little element of fear in in me as well because now, i'm when you, scared to death of snakes did you have the other curious thing happen to you that happened to us when we were out when, when my horse stopped and when when the rattlesnake was spotted the music suddenly stopped <laughs> that you can't do that yeah. music on this show well that music has no title <laughs> <laughs> it does good, good luck you know good what luck called? researching the name of that it's called skippy's theme <laughs> it's called skippy's theme by walter jacobson <laughs> hey steve you know what time it is now hey, you know what time it's it is time right to go, now but listen it's yeah. time for me yeah to uh work this yeah. in if you like back to you which i know you do you of love course. it yeah uh, then be sure to check out some of the other programs on the radio misfits podcast network like mm. Free Kicks, Rick mm -hmm. Kempfer and Adam Howarth discuss, discuss all the latest in the world of soccer. Listen mm -hmm. to Free Kicks on Spotify, mm. hopeishows.com, or wherever you find spot podcasts or spodcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. There's something else that I, I will discuss next time that okay. in my TV watching, I've noticed about how uh, hosts of shows are... Uh, approaching the TV audience 
in ways that they didn't before March. And it's just an interesting observation, I think, on my part, especially when it has to do with sports and uh, the sports programming. And uh, well, I will. I'll, I'll save really, that for another day. I'll really that, look forward to that, and it'll be fun <laughs> when you work that in. You know why? Because why? the next one, I told you, I've got that booze guy lined up. Yeah, so especially the be, especially the drunk announcers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're gonna be uh, there's been a lot of that yeah. going on too in yeah. the past. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we want to give a special thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opi is hippo spelled backwards, O P P I H shows.com. This is distributed by Ed Silha with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead, Steve. Do you have that written down? No. Wow. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I'm impressed. And not and not and and not believing it. And not envious. But, no, not at all. You don't want to have to do that. Um, you know what? Oh, oh, whoa, 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 oh, the clock on the wall says it's time to go. It does. So we're gonna we're gonna go. Skippy. Will it take 10 minutes to say goodbye? No, it won't. Goodbye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. This is back to you, and we'll talk to you next time when Steve and I are having some drinks. I got to go feed my horse right now. See ya. All right. Take care. Bye. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report Informed Automotive, Lego pulls out all the stops with their stunning rendition of a Bugatti Chiron. Plus, what car features do you really need? I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Constable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. If you missed Lasano Lausano or La, Los, Losano and friends, here's what you missed. Can women play in sports right. with men? Mm-hmm. My argument is that I don't think they can. I'm right. just saying if they can do it, let them do it. If they can't do it, it's the same qualifications. Evie and I were talking about basketball, and she doesn't feel that women could play basketball. But then she described this guy named Derrick Rose. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know enough about this stuff. But she was like, he's like a girl. Well, okay. Um, Holy hold on, shit. hold on. This is awesome. Oh my he, God. Tony, Tony says things. Tony says things just for people. Mike, Mike dropped. <laughs> yeah. First yes, of all, is. first of all, Tony doesn't even know Derek Rose. Uh, he does. I said that a girl, because there's a WNBA, and, and I think women are incredible athletes and they're incredible competitors. Um, but I don't think that they could play at the same level as a professional you said as a man. Boring and slow. All right, you need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Radio Misfits. Get more. Lozano and Friends. Lozano. Now on Lozano.com. Good luck trying to spell Lozano or whatever it's called. 
On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we talk about the Champions League. Yep, we'll be talking about the bubble in Portugal when they're fighting to get to the final four. Lots of games, and we've got a really good one in Barcelona versus Bayern. Listen to Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Is this over? Yes. 